In today's episode of Heritage Minute, we will be taking a deep dive into one of the most dark and shameful periods in American history. Slavery and the transatlantic slave trade are among the worst violations of human rights in the history of humanity as a whole. Over the period of the Atlantic slave trade, occurring from approximately 1526 to 1867, around 12.5 million slaves were shipped from Africa and 10.7 million arrived in the Americas. The cruel and merciless acts performed by many Americans towards individuals solely categorized by their skin color resulted in the loss of millions of innocent lives and has left trauma that continues to taint communities to this day. I'm your host, Betty Chen, and it's time we take a closer look at the portrayal of slavery in the multi-award winning film, 12 Years a Slave. We'll be discussing how the director, Steve Requain, manages to successfully deliver the raw experience and emotions of African-American slaves through a simple screen. We will first explore the historical and entertainment aspects of the film, followed by a comparison and evaluation of the film's historical accuracy then assess its effectiveness in delivering historical knowledge, and finally, I will share my ratings for the films and my personal suggestions in terms of revisions to aid in improving the quality of the film. The film 12 Years a Slave, released in 2013 and directed by Steve McQueen, retells the story of Solomon Northup, a free black man from upstate New York who was kidnapped and sold into slavery in the Deep South. As a slave, Solomon encountered various owners, witnessed and experienced unbelievable amounts of extreme brutality, and learned about the true horrors of slavery. Despite his hardships and dreadful living conditions, Solomon made minimal efforts to actively exhibit opposition or escape. He tried to take advantage of his talents and capabilities to sometimes earn him better treatment whenever possible. It was only until the 12th year of his disheartening ordeal that he got the chance to meet an abolitionist from Canada named Bass, who later helped him obtain his long-awaited freedom. I would like you to close your eyes and imagine being forcibly taken away from your current lives and stripped of your name, your identity, and of every human right previously known to you. Imagine a life of servitude to people who would not even treat you as basic human beings and a life where any form of resistance would result in physical abuse or often in the death of oneself. A life where you are no longer living but simply surviving. Well, this was the story that Steve McQueen was able to convey to the audience through his strategic choice of acting, costumes, music, and cinematography throughout the film. The well-developed storyline successfully captured the authentic struggles of African-American slaves, stimulating a sense of heartache, disappointment, and even anger in the viewer. Not only was different music incorporated at different times throughout the film to regulate the mood and the response of the audience, but it was also chosen to carry symbolic meaning towards Solomon's character development. Playing the violin provided Solomon with a sort of emotional escape and kept him going, acting as a reminder of his life back home. It told a parallel story of how an art form grew up within and through subjugation and conflict. In slavery, music was both a way out of daily life and a way to thrive within it. Additionally, the cast was extremely well chosen with both strong male and female leads. The film featured Chiwetel Ejiofor as Solomon, Michael Fassbender as Master Epps, Benedict Cumberbatch as Master Ford, and most outstandingly, Lupita Nyong, who played the role of Patsy. Patsy was an underage teen who endured severe brutality from both Master Epps and Mistress Epps. 
Master Epps continuously raped her and whipped her if she resisted any of his sexual desires. Lupita's acting embodied Patsy's character as a fierce but fragile female and revealed the common experience of many female slaves. Moving on, the cinematography of this film was impressive as well. Shots were designed to be held for long periods of time in order to make the audience as uncomfortable as possible and to force them to reflect on what was happening to Solomon. The setting, lighting, the props, and the focus of the camera all worked together to in turn magnify each occurrence of violence endured by Solomon and his peers. The costumes were made to prove signs of hard work, poor living conditions, and the superiority of the plantation owners over their slaves. Ultimately, this entertainment component of the film was really quite well done, allowing many viewers to want to even watch the movie for a second time. further analyze and understand the topics presented in 12 Years a Slave, we will be examining the historical content and accuracy of the film. We will be looking at topics of violence, resistance, sexual assault, and finally freedom. First, let's start off by speaking about Solomon's life in the northern states. At the beginning of the film, the audience is introduced to Solomon's life in Saratoga, New York prior to enslavement. The way Solomon's family lived can be described as very comfortable and grand. He was respected by many and shared various interactions with well-off and white individuals. However, this was definitely an exaggerated part in the film because though it is true that Northup and his wife were comfortable, they did not live at that high level of class. I believe that this component was altered to create greater contrast and to draw attention to the depth to which he fell when he became a plantation slave in the Deep South. Despite the North being a free state, it did not mean that all Northerners treated free slaves with respect as well. And according to Joanne Pope Mellish from the University of Kentucky, many thought that the abolition of slavery also meant the abolition of black people in general. Throughout the film, violence played a crucial role and the violence towards slaves were shown in various brutal forms. Near the start of the movie, when Solomon was first kidnapped, he refused to be considered as a slave, causing him to be whipped until his back was severely wounded and left with permanent scars. In another scene, Solomon was left hanging off of a tree with barely any leg support to punish him for speaking up against one of the white plantation supervisors. The film did a really good job demonstrating the violence slave owners exerted on slaves. In the real historical context, punishments often took place in many forms, including whipping, torture, mutilation, imprisonment, and being sold away from the plantation. Slaves were even sometimes murdered, which were all shown throughout the film. Moving on, in the film, Solomon's resistance towards slavery was only shown emotionally and verbally, but never in an attempt to escape. There is one scene where he decides to fight back against the man to whom he was mortgaged, but the rest of the characters in the film seem to simply endure the orders and never fight back. This perhaps was due to the film's intentions to remain true to Solomon's decision to stay on the plantation until he was legally able to free himself. In the past, many resisted slavery in a variety of ways, differing in intensity and methodology. Among the less obvious methods of resistance were actions such as feigning illness, working slowly, producing shoddy work, or, and, or misplacing or damaging tools and equipment. On the opposite end of the resistance spectrum were more active and noticeable actions such as theft, arson, sabotage of crops, and running away. While these actions might be especially satisfying for a frustrated person to carry out, they also carried a far greater risk of detection and punishment, which was not so emphasized in the film. Now, it is important to note that the 
sexual assault of female slaves appeared multiple times in the film as well. This included the ship scene where one of the sailors tried to rape one of the slaves as well as the repetitive raping of the character Patsy. In the historical context, slave owners' exploitation of black women's sexuality was one of the most significant factors differentiating the experience of slavery for males and females. Masters often felt it their right to engage in sexual activity with black women, and sometimes female slaves gave into these acts, hoping that such relationships would increase their chances or their children's chances of being liberated by their master, which is kind of what occurred with Mistress Shaw in the movie. Most of the time, however, slave owners did take slaves by force, and in addition, it is also clear from records that captain and ship officers routinely raped female slaves as well. Finally, let's talk about freedom. Although Solomon was a free slave from the north before he was kidnapped and enslaved, his claims to freedom held no weight against the violently reinforced power of white slaveholders and slave traders. It was only thanks to Solomon's physical free paper documentations and the help from his friends back north that he was able to reclaim his freedom and return to the north in the very end of the film. This relates to the historical accuracy of the film, as back then, free papers and certificates of freedom were documents declaring the free status of black individuals. These papers were important because free people of color lived with the constant fear of being kidnapped and sold into slavery. Therefore, freedom papers proved the free status of a person and served as a legal affidavit. To end off this episode, I would like to briefly touch on potential modifications that could have been made to improve the overall delivery of the film. I would say that I would have liked to see the attempted escape or resistance from more slaves throughout the movie. Adding to this aspect of the movie would have generated more intense emotions within the viewer and shown an even more historically accurate truth of the institution of slavery. However, other than that, I thought that the movie was exceptionally well made and would give it a 10 out of 10, ranking it as one of my personally top movies. 12 Years a Slave was with no doubt not an easy film to watch, but it was definitely an important one. The fact that this film was based on a true story makes this film all the more tragic and worth adding to your movie list. And if you don't feel deeply moved or depressed by the end of the film, then you must be Edwin Epps. And that will be all for today. I am Betty Chen and thank you for listening to Heritage Minute and we hope to see you back again soon after watching the movie 12 Years a Slave.